You are listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast, where we translate left brain business jargon and strategies for right brain creatives like you. Our mission is to help you transform from starving artist to thriving creative and create a business and career you love without the overwhelming confusion. Hey, I'm Jen, the creative business strategist behind the Creative Entrepreneurs Lab, and I am honored to be your guide through this sometimes crazy creative business maze. You can be a thriving creative entrepreneur, and this podcast is here to help you along the way. I am psyched about today's episode because we're going to be talking about something you don't hear a lot about in creative business circles, how working for exposure can actually be good for your business. Elizabeth, the artist behind By Elizabeth Hope, is joining me today to share how and when exposure can be truly beneficial for your business's bottom line and how to figure out when it's actually good to work for exposure. All right, let's dive in. Take it away, Elizabeth. So my name is Elizabeth. I'm an artist. I live in a small Midwest town. I, after college, graduated, worked in an office for three years, and decided it was not how I wanted to live my life. So now I'm doing what I'm passionate about. I do a lot of like commission work. I do a lot of original art, and I've been picking up some mural jobs here and there, which I'm super excited about this fall. Um, But yeah, I mostly paint things that I'm passionate about or that other people are passionate about. And my superpower, we were talking about this in a small group earlier today, is putting all that emotion that people feel into a painting and actually like being able to make other people feel that too. Yeah, I definitely say that is superpowers. And the reason I invited Elizabeth on to talk to y'all today is because we have a slightly different perspective on exposure than most people do. If you're in the creative field, you typically are hearing that exposure is the bad guy. And anytime anyone says work for exposure, you should say no and run the other way, <laughs> like you're getting chased by bats out of hell. But sometimes exposure can actually be good. And Elizabeth is a shining example of this. So we're going to talk a little bit today about when you should go and work for exposure and how to figure out when those times are right, because there are times when it is not right Right. for exposure. (laughs) So you want to tell everybody a little bit about some of the best times that you have ended up working for exposure and what that's done for your art business? Yeah. So first, I would say that you really have to be sure of yourself yes. before you work for exposure um, so that you don't let yourself get taken advantage of, basically. <laughs> you want to do it on your own terms. So like a recent example for me, um, I have been looking recently for mural opportunities to raise money for some different charities in the area. Um, and the basic premise is that if a business had a space that they would like a mural, I'd paint that mural for them for free, but in return, they would help me promote the mural so that we could raise money for the charity. And I think in this case, first, I knew the exposure was good just because I was still very excited about the project, even knowing that I'm personally not getting any money from it. But, you know, it's a mural. It's your (laughs) art, this huge space up on, you know, the wall, either inside or outside, Tons of people are going to see it. Um, You know, you sign your name at the bottom so they know it's you. And especially with the two companies that I'm working with this fall, they are very excited about the projects. So they are very willing to not only promote the projects, 
but then also promote me as a business and an artist. And so I think in these cases, like since they are murals, everyone's going to see them. Like that's the type of exposure that actually can get you somewhere, especially with murals. I think sometimes it's harder for people to like, they don't necessarily know they want a mural or they know they want one, but they don't know how to, don't know how to go about getting one. And so that's something where, like, if they see a mural that you've already done, then it's easier for them to envision one of their own. Also, you know, if you see murals and you really like the art, then maybe you want to go and buy, like, you know, a smaller piece or a print from the artist. Um, So in this case, so far anyway, (laughs) the exposure has been a really big help for me. Um, Now, if it was something where, like, your relative is like, here, do this for me for free and I'll put it up on the wall in my house. Like, I mean, how many people go to your relative's house and like actually, you know, look at the art and say, oh, I want one of those. (laughs) Maybe if you're just starting out and it's something you offer to do for them, maybe it's good practice for you practicing your craft, but not necessarily good exposure. So you also have to know the difference between just practice and exposure um and again that's something where you have to be really sure of yourself to know which opportunity is best for you and I think you pointed out something really important in there and that you sought out those opportunities if you offer to do something for someone for free that's not the same thing as working for exposure for a big company right you're going out offering to do those murals and it's for a cause that both you and the company you're working with are passionate about, then mm-hmm. everybody benefits. And I don't think you mentioned the fact that these companies have both offered to put out your business cards right. and that sort of thing. So they, because it's going to be a permanent fixture in their business and people are going to ask about it, like they're, they're definitely right. going to. <laughs> yeah. It's something that will continue to benefit you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I was talking to someone about this earlier today. You also have to think about the audience that's yes. going to see your art. So mm-hmm. one of the places I'm doing a mural is actually a tattoo parlor, studio, whatever you want to call it. You know, so I think a lot of people that get tattoos, and especially, at, you know, this place that I'm working at in Dayton, I mean, the tattoo artists themselves are concerned with the artistry, but also if you're getting a tattoo on your body, like... I mean, chances are you're also really interested in the art aspect of it as well. So not only are you going to want art on your body, but you're also probably a creative person that wants cool or unique or one-of-a-kind art in your house as well. So, I mean, those types of people are going to be seeing my mural. And then, I mean, honestly, sometimes, well, most of the time, art can be expensive and it is an investment. So if people are investing money in tattoos... They can invest money in, you know, art. The other place is a massage business. So if, you know, if there's clients there that are paying for a massage every single month, they, you know, have that money that they can also invest in art. And so that's the side of it. Like, yes, I'm doing these for charity. But, you know, if you you need to be able to think about it in that business mindset, too, to some extent, and just know that, like, yeah, the types of people that will be seeing this mirror all the time are the kind of people that, you know, either want or are interested in art and have the actual ability to buy it as well. Yeah, and that's really important. That's something a lot of people don't think about when being asked to work for exposure is if you're on Reddit or if you follow some Twitter accounts, there's plenty of stories mm-hmm. about people who are asked to do days-long photography shoots or make a certain piece of 
art or jewelry or something like that that they're insured will be seen by tens of thousands of people on their Instagram account. But if their Instagram account was bought or if it's not your audience, yeah, it's not going to matter. It won't right. do anything for you. So mm-hmm. I love that you've thought that through <laughs> and made a very educated decision on who you've approached and who you've accepted. That's something that can be really important and is often, I don't think it's missed, but it's a lot of time people can talk themselves into it because yeah. they're like, oh, well, they've got... 100,000 followers on Instagram. Right. Surely <laughs> someone will buy for me. And most of the time, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah, I mean, it helps. Yeah. you the As far as like who you approach to, um, not only are the people that are seeing the murals, are they able and willing to buy art, but is it the type of art that you produce? Yes. Um, so uh, that's one thing that's <laughs> with these two murals. It's exciting and also like super nerve-wracking both these businesses have been very much like oh well you're the artist so we want you to produce something that you know you would normally produce they're not trying to tell me what to paint which is great that they want to give me that freedom but also like nerve-wracking because you're like um now I have all these options (laughs) hopefully the one I pick is something that you're actually interested in but since it is you know stuff that I would normally paint anyway that's like my brand. And so it's not like a false representation of myself on the wall when other people see it. So if they like what's on the building, they will like my art, which is good. It's not like I'm, you know, painting Disney princesses and some kids wall. And then they come look at my website and they're like, oh, (laughs) she's not, you know, that's not her art. Um, It's not fluffy. Right. It's not all happy. But yeah. But if, you know, if you're, audiences Disney princesses that's great just know that all the thousands of kids that are seeing your Disney princesses on this Instagram account that the business is promoting like they're 10 and they can't buy your art so that's yeah that's another thing to think about so if someone is just getting started with their art whether it's painting or mm-hmm. making something or photography or whatever it might be right what would you say to someone that's looking to get started and isn't sure if they're ready or should be working for exposure with their artwork, their creativity. Gotcha. Okay, so I would say first, I mean, if you are just getting started with your business, it would probably be helpful if you, you know, started out by working with people that you trusted, someone you already have some sort of relationship with, whether it's personally or working relationship, just so that, you know, you can trust them with your art. Also, Look at the experience as a whole, not just, okay, this is, you know, my art that I will create for you and it will get me exposure. Like, you have to also think of it like, okay, this whole process is practice for working with other opportunities in the future. So, like, the way you email each other is um, practice as far as, you know, working professional, you know, emails with other companies. (laughs) the way that, you know, you and or the other company or the other person that you're working with is going to market your process and your, you know, the finished piece and all that. That's all, you know, practice. So thinking of it as a whole and not just, okay, this one piece of art and the exposure, like it's not just like a two-step process, I guess. There's all these things that you do and the systems that you're putting in place with these early pieces are 
going to be hopefully (laughs) systems that work for you and that you know that you use in the future and the more that you practice these systems and implement them like that just makes your whole business like run like more smoothly I guess down the road again yeah you want to look for like things that make sense for you and your um, specific you know style or your you know what your goals are as a business again if you don't want to be painting Disney princesses then (laughs) don't do Disney princess art for exposure you have to really like know what you want out of your business even in those early stages before you start working for any sort of exposure because you want it to be the kind of exposure that will move you in a positive direction. Yeah. So at the beginning, you had mentioned being confident in yourself first. And for a lot of folks, that can mean getting paid. Do you Mm. feel it's important for someone to have a certain number of paid pieces before they start doing any big exposure work? Like you've, you've been paid for your artwork frequently before you started doing murals for free. It probably depends on the person, um, like situation to situation, but I think it helped me get paid for stuff before I started working for exposure because one, like you said, like getting paid is like a vote of confidence basically from whoever, right. From whoever bought the art, it shows that your art is worth something that your talent is appreciated. (laughs) So yeah, if you've been paid for pieces before, then that helps your confidence when you go out and are pursuing exposure. Again, you're pursuing the these opportunities for exposure, not just like having people come to you. So that ensures that, you know, you're doing projects that you like. I would also say that if you have been paid in the past and then you do these pieces for exposure, then any future clients that want to pay for your art, you have these like examples to show them. So it's not just like, oh, I've just done all this stuff for free, whatever. Um, you can look back and say, no, I got, you know, I got paid for this and this, and um, this is how much I usually charge for this type of piece. So you have all that, you know, actual business experience to lean back on. And sometimes, I mean, you don't want to look at it this way, <laughs> but like you can prove to people basically, like, yes, I've been paid in the past for work like this. Uh, you know, this is how I'm proving my worth, which... Yeah, I feel like it's sometimes that's frustrating to feel like you have to prove yourself in that way. But sometimes that's just how like the business world works or how people work, you know, the mindset of like, oh, well, they haven't actually got paid for anything, so they must not be good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having that art that's been paid for before you get exposure can help with your confidence in those ways. Yeah, and it helps in the, with the confidence of the client because they're still a client even if you're not getting paid. Right. Especially if you're doing something like raising money for charity. Right. It makes you more legitimate, I guess. Yeah. It feels like. You still treat them as a client. And like for you, you could even say, I've sold all these other pieces and I also have these prints. And mm-hmm. if they want to offer the prints, then that's another way you can make money off of it. Right. Okay, pop quiz time. What is one of the most effective digital marketing tactics right now? Yep, that's right. Email. I know, I know, you'd hoped I'd say Instagram, but email marketing is even more personal and can drive more traffic for your creative business than Instagram. If you're using a free email marketing tool, you may be avoiding it. I want to invite you to join me as part of the ConvertKit family, though. It's a simple yet powerful email marketing tool, and you can get an exclusive free 30-day trial by going to thecelab.com slash ConvertKit. Don't miss out on the power of email marketing for your creative business.
Another thing that I think is important for people to remember is that unless you're doing a donation to charity, it should not cost you money out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> That's something a lot of folks do is, oh yeah, I'd love to do this. And then you get into it and you realize the paints cost more or they want a really specific piece in the item that you're making for them or they want you to provide the props and mm-hmm. the costumes and outfits for their photography shoot right. or whatever it happens to be. And now you're paying for exposure. Right, right. Yeah, you never... I can't think... I mean, I'm sure there's some case where paying for exposure is worth it. But for the most part, if you're paying anything out of your own pocket, you have to be very sure that this exposure will have a return. It it needs to count as marketing. Yes, it has to count as marketing, especially in that instance. So like these two murals I'm doing, normally all that paint, would cost a lot of money. A lot. lot. But in both cases, the businesses that I'm working with have offered to either they have extra paint or they've offered to buy the supplies that are needed, especially since we are working together to raise money for charity, because they don't want me to put all this money into it. And then, you know, we make money for the charity, but then, oh, well, we have to take some of that money that we just made to pay for costs because they were, you know, more than we expected or whatever. And then you've misrepresented it. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. So in both of these cases, they've offered to pay for, you know, supplies so that everything that we raise can go specifically to these charities, which is great because then it's not out of pocket for me. It's just my time. Um, and again, there are these huge murals that everyone's going to be seeing and it's in, you know, areas where the people that are seeing it are the type of people that will want to buy my art. Yes. And again, we're raising money for good causes. So that's always exciting. (laughs) Sometimes if you're doing work for exposure and it's with a charity, like directly with the charity, you can even do a donation in kind and then you Hmm. can write off the cost of whatever the item or services you're donating would have cost someone to buy from you oh which can be really helpful too and that's somewhere where you're not getting paid but you're getting money knocked off of your taxes which as a self-employed creative entrepreneur can be a pretty big deal so that's something else to keep in mind if you're trying to decide if you if it's worth it to you to work for exposure we talked about using the exposure as marketing Mm -hmm. and especially if it's something where it's a longer process like a mural or doing a photography session where you're probably meeting with them and putting things together and figuring out what's going to look good together, that's something you could also use as marketing. So is that something that you're planning to do with the murals, like using it for process marketing? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a good point. Throughout like the process of these murals and meeting with the companies and you know, everything that's going to entail, you know, whether it's having an open house one day with like a live art open house, or whether it's just drawing up the plans for these murals. I mean, that's stuff that you can look at every step of the process is like, okay, how can I get content out of this to use in my own marketing? Because then you don't have to worry about, you know, generating extra content, like you're already doing this artistic thing. So use every bit of it that you can. For your business. So, like, I mean, I think I've used pictures of, like, some of the sketches or whatever for Instagram. Or, like, when I actually start the process of painting this month, we're going to have days at, like, the different locations where, like, 
you know, I put it out there, hey, I'm going to be painting at Bluebird Tattoo today. There's going to be snacks and maybe I'll have live music. You know, like, come on out, watch me paint because everyone loves watching people paint. Yes. Um, and, you know, donate some money to this charity or like the place um, in Xenia that I'm working at. Like we're going to have open houses like that. But it's also like um, it's a massage place. And so, you know, they maybe might offer some like fun little services that day for people who come in and watch me paint. We're going to, you know, we've talked about collaborating with other businesses in the area, like as sponsors. So like, hey, we're painting this mural. We're raising money for such and such charity. Would you like to be a business sponsor for this mural? You know, you promote us, we promote you. Maybe it's a coffee shop and we use their coffee for the open house that day or whatever. So not only is, you know, I'm posting that on my Instagram, but the massage place is posting it on their Instagram. And then the businesses that are helping sponsor the mural, they're posting it on their Instagram and Facebook and whatever. And then, you know, you get a finished product in the end and that's, you know, more images that you can use on your social media or, you know, your portfolio or whatever it is. So like each step of the process is, you know, just be looking for ways that you can use that to market yourself or, you know, taking pictures for content or whatnot. And networking. And networking, yeah. all those businesses that you guys will be talking to about sponsoring may come in to see what they're sponsoring right. and say, oh... I could, I would love to have something like this, or I know another business in town who would love to have mm-hmm. this, and they might pay you. Yeah, right. And you can get testimonials from the people that you're working with about how Elizabeth was great, this process was so easy, and all yeah. that kind of thing. And that's something that once you have that for a big project, people are more likely to, to trust you right. to do that in the future, too, and pay you for a big project. Yeah, and that brings up a good point. Like, I mean, so we had talked about this a little bit earlier when, you know, what advice would I give to someone starting out? I said, like, every bit of it is experience. So also the way you present yourself to these people that you're working with, you just got to have to be very aware of that because you want to have, like, a professional working relationship with them. But then, again, it's a relationship. Yeah. So you're getting to know these people. They're getting to know you. And how you interact with them is very important because... Again, down the road, they might want to hire you for something else that, you know, will bring you money or they're, you know, they talk to their business friends. And if they didn't have a good experience working with you, they're not going to tell people about you. So, yeah, the whole thing is just like it all works together, I guess. Yeah. And as you're doing it, you're also especially if you're getting started, you're learning your own systems. It may be that you are trying to figure out. How, like, not for you necessarily, but someone who's just getting started, figure out how they work with clients in order to do custom pieces and doing something for exposure where you're winning in more than one way, Mm -hmm. where you're getting the marketing, you're getting testimonials, maybe you're donating to a charity, whatever it is, but you can also get even more out of it by figuring out how you want to work and making sure (laughs) that you figure out your signature workflow and that sort of thing. Yeah. Make sure that when you get another similar commission or order, you know how to work right. with it. Yeah, like you work with someone and you email them back and forth. And then next time you realize, okay, emailing didn't work very well. We need to meet in person. Or, you know, things, especially with art, if it's a specific piece, like a you know commission, and they have a very clear idea of what they want, like those are the times you're like, oh, well, you know, last time I emailed and things got lost in translation. Yes. So next time we're just going to have a meeting right from the get go, see what they want. 
then maybe, you know, send a couple images back and forth, but then meet again just to make sure, because in person, you know, you always get more information. Yeah. But I mean, you know, maybe email works great for you and that's how you prefer to do it. Like it's like figuring out those things so that down the road you're like, okay, this is my process. This is how I know I work best. And that way, you know, you don't get like pushed around by future clients or whatever. Yeah. And maybe those emails that you wrote the first time are ones that now become canned emails that you then just customize to whoever and you save yourself even yes. less time in the future too. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of ways that exposure can actually be good and it doesn't have to be this evil thing that saps <laughs> the creativity and right. joy and money out of everybody. It can be really beneficial Yeah. for creative entrepreneurs and you just have to be very choosy. Were there any specific criteria you had when you were looking for who to collaborate with for this? Um, so these ones in particular, since I started with the idea that I wanted to use these opportunities to raise money for charities, that helped me because I knew, so I knew the kind of charities that I wanted to raise money for, the things yeah. that were important to me. And so that made it easier to find other people because if, you know, if we're interested in the same, you know, charity, we're interested in raising money for the same cause, then right away, that's something that we can agree on. Um, so that was something I, you know, when I reached out to people, I reached out specifically to, you know, small businesses in the area, because I've learned, at least around here, the small business people are the ones that are going to be the most passionate about things. Yes. <laughs> um, so I reached out to small businesses. I reached out to ones that I knew, you know, they have a history of raising money for charities in the mm -hmm. area. They have a history of, you know, helping the community and wanting the community to be better. And they just like really, really care about the people in our communities. So those are the people that I reached out to at first because, you know, again, right away I knew we have these things in common. I want to help people. They want to help people. And the people that want to help people, they're just easier to work with in general. There's like that compassion and again, passion and just a bunch of things that like values, I guess values yeah. are really important. And if you find someone that doesn't share the same values as you, whatever the project is, it's going to be harder to work with them, I think. Um, or at least that's been my experience. So yeah, I looked for like the values in companies when I was reaching out to people. So you found the green flags instead of the red. Flags. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Which is kind of fun about exposure is most of the time when we're interacting with a potential client, we're looking for those red flags, the reasons we don't want to work with them. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're working for exposure, especially if it's something to do with giving back to the community or a cause that you're passionate about, you get to look for the green flags, which is yeah. just a fun change of pace. Right, right. And yeah, if you can start the project by being excited about things, like yeah. that's so much better. <laughs> and those people that are passionate about the same things that you are, mm -hmm. are likely to know other people that are passionate about that. Right. And thus may want to work with you in the future too, which is, it's just a great way to get ideal clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I like the figuring out the purpose is a great way to get started with that. I think <sighs> what kind of situations would you feel that someone should look at if they're not having some ulterior motive, like raising money? Again, I think you have to be very like specifically know what you want to get out of your business. So, you know, the client that you're working with, Again, like for me, it's always going to be like values are going to be a huge thing. Yeah. Those have to align. Then, you know, if you don't have those other motives and you're just looking for exposure, like you 
really need to look at what their, you know, client base is and who's going to be seeing this work. That's super important. And then if that matches up, so the values and the audience matches, then you, I mean, you should probably look at like, well, how big is their audience? Yes. You know, and what type of people are in their audience? Like, I mean, again, if their audience is 10,000 people, but it's all, you know, teenagers and you're trying to sell expensive art, like that's not going to work. Um, so you have to be able to think about those numbers from a business mindset as well. Oh, and not just the numbers, also how dedicated they are. Like you hear a lot about the thousand true fans. So if they have right, a thousand people right. who buy everything just about that they recommend, mm-hmm. those thousand people are probably more valuable than even 10,000 people who are your ideal audience, but aren't necessarily all going to buy. Right. Right. So. That's something else to keep in mind, too, probably. And, I mean, so if it was something where, like, the audience is five people, but they're five millionaires and they love to hear selling, you know, like, that's fine. Right. So, yeah, you just need to be aware of the audience. Who's seeing it? How many people? The type of art or whatever it is that you're producing, like, that they usually buy. Those are all things to take into account, for sure. Another thing someone could probably ask if they're considering doing it just for the exposure might be what the marketing plan is. Mm. Is this something like someone can say, oh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll promote it to my audience. And they could mean one time. Right. Whereas if they mean I'm going to be documenting the entire process of working with you and mm-hmm. how much I love it. Yeah. That can make a huge impact right. versus here's the finished product. Yeah. So um, the place in Xenia, Live Better Massage. They're not huge on social media right now, but they do have like a loyal client base. And we've talked, I mean, even just in our first meeting talking about like the plan for the mural, we've talked, okay, once we have the layout for the mural finalized, we need to have a meeting to figure out, you know, these are the days we're going to have open houses and these are the businesses we're going to reach out to for sponsors. And, you know, we're going to have like a plan of attack. These are the things we need flyers for. These are the things we need to put on social media just because we know it is going to be a big process, but we want to make the most out of it to raise the most money for these charities. So we're going to have like a marketing plan for the whole process before I even like start painting. And they probably have it's like your hairstylist. You go and you see them on a regular right. basis. If they've got people coming in every week or even every month, yeah, they have relationships with these people. Right. And that can be invaluable too. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the Bluebird Tattoo, maybe, I mean, we haven't talked about having a marketing meeting yet, but they are a company that already is, you know, prolific on social media. Yes. They're already on there all the time. I mean, as a creative business, they know how to work social media anyway. (laughs) And they're promoting art already, so it's built in. Right. If they can get people out there, maybe Mm -hmm. they're like, I like that piece. Can we do that as a tattoo or something? Right. (laughs) So it benefits them, too, to promote you. And that's that's something to definitely point out to anyone who's potentially working with you on an exposure collaboration Mm -hmm. is... Look, you get stuff out of this too, and this is—it's in your best interest to promote this everywhere that you can. Tell everybody, right, right. So I think finding those mutually beneficial parts of the plan. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, part of the reason that they wanted this mural, like they bought a new building recently, and I mean, it's a tattoo place. You expect it to look cool and hip or whatever, and it was just this boring old (laughs) dirty wall, and they're like okay, we need to do something here, Yeah, you know? So, yeah, it'll it's beneficial in that way for them, for sure. Draws people in. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd say to somebody that is 
considering doing work for exposure that we haven't already covered necessarily. No, we covered a lot. (laughs) I don't think I can think of anything new. Just be sure of yourself. Make sure you use every part of the process you can. And yeah, use every part to get systems in place and practice your professionalism. And I mean, I guess also something you could add once the whole project's finished, you know, um, reviews and like testimonials and stuff are always very helpful. And referrals. And referrals. So, you know, maybe just ask them specifically after this whole process, like, would you be willing to refer me to people in the future? Or, you know, you could even ask them for feedback, like, okay, what parts of this process worked well? What parts didn't? Is there something you think I can improve on? And then, you know, if you want to ask them to give a testimonial, that's something that you can post on your website and you can post on your social media accounts. Just so that, yeah, people looking you up in the future, you know, if you have a page on your website for specifically for testimonials you know you can post pictures of the project and here's what they said about working with me and because especially in like creative um, industries trust is a big thing people aren't you know they're more likely to buy from you if they trust you and have that relationship with you so seeing those testimonials goes a long way I think to building those relationships with new people especially if you can get video testimonials with your finished product. <laughs> yeah. Whether yeah. even if it's a, at a photography shoot, you can mm-hmm. you can do it at the end of it. And if it's something physical like a mural or something you made or a graphic design that's now on their window or whatever. Right. Get it there. Yeah. Because that, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Well, before we wrap up, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online so they can follow along and maybe watch you make murals too. Yeah. So my website is art.byelizabethhope.com, but I am mostly active on, on Instagram. <laughs> it, yeah, probably my favorite social media platform. I'm artist's hope. It's all one word, so I don't know if you want me to spell it. <laughs> we'll link to that in the show. Um, but yeah, artist's hope or art by Elizabeth Hope, if you look either one of those up, I'm on there. I also have a Patreon, so that's like patreon.com slash Elizabeth Hope, and I share like behind the scenes stuff there that I don't share on any other social media platforms. There's like free digital prints every month, depending on what membership tier you're on, get a lot of feedback from my patrons as far as like future projects go, so that's another way that you can support me. And get more exclusive fun stuff too. Right, yeah, (laughs) get stuff that other people don't, that's always fun. So yeah, those are like the big ones. Awesome. We'll yeah. make sure to link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, this. Thanks. I think this is important for a lot of folks yes. to hear. So. Hopefully it's helpful. Hey, thanks for listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast. I hope you got some great takeaways from this episode. And if you want some accountability to help you follow through on those takeaways, you should join us over in our Facebook group called The Lab for Creative Entrepreneurs. I'd love to see you in there and hear what your biggest aha moment was. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other creatives discover the podcast and learn along with you. Until next time.